This is a podcast where I talk to people about the things they're obsessed with. My name is Marcus Privet, and this is my obsession. Welcome to another episode of My Obsession Podcast. I'm here with Rachel Wallach, a great friend of mine. I reached out to her a few weeks ago to get her onto the podcast. What were we going to do? We were going to do... We talked about fashion. Talked about fashion. Mm -hmm. And then I get a spontaneous random late night email from you saying, no, it has to be something else. It has to be Jack. (laughs) It has to be Jack Johnson. Uh (laughs) Didn't expect that Uh at all. But here we are. Here Um, we are. We're sitting here at uh, Dane Street Beach in Beverly, Massachusetts, and we have a view of the ocean because we felt like this was a very jacky environment. Mm -hmm. And seagulls are flying overhead of us, and there's grimy sand and crappy Massachusetts waves. Yep. Keyword crappy. (laughs) Putting the crappy in waves since Plymouth. Since Plymouth. Spirit of America. Spirit of America. Before we launch into your jack story, Uh let me tell you my jack story. Okay. I grew up in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Very beachy culture. I kind of think that we're like the wannabe West Coast. That's how I felt at Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. We're always one or two steps behind culturally from West Coast beach life. And Jack Johnson was a very popular deal in my high school. Mm-hmm. I hated Jack Johnson. <laughs> hated him. Everything that his persona represents. Jack Johnson, if you're listening, uh-huh. I'm sorry. <laughs> But Jack Johnson was the type of guy that I would steer away from if he were in the same lunchroom as me. Just vibes. Really? <laughs> I think so. Okay, that's so I opposite didn't... of what I picked up. But you I've know... been holding this back telling you until you hit record. <laughs> I just had to get it out. <laughs> I had to get it out. Hopefully I can like redeem some of that a little bit. I hope so. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm walking into this with a very open mind. Yeah, good. Um, then I had a good friend in college, uh, Jake McDermott. Jake McDermott was learning guitar, which really was his secret to learning, his excuse to learn Jack Johnson songs. And so I heard him play a lot of <laughs> Jack Johnson chords. Mm. My third Jack Johnson data point, uh-huh. before we get into this, is young high school love. I decided to record myself singing a bunch of songs for my girlfriend at the time, and I put them on a CD. It was like a six-song track or something, six-song CD. One of those was the better when we're together oh better together better together Uh yeah and so I learned how to play that on my guitar and I sang it horribly and (laughs) I hope that that CD has since been burned (laughs) let's hope so if I care about my career in life Uh it needs to be gone (laughs) hey but that's a long way for hating Jack Johnson it's a long way yeah better together and recording it and giving it to your girlfriend (laughs) (laughs) yeah I hated that I did it looking back And so, I, I, but I couldn't tell you Jack Johnson albums. I don't know anything about him as a person. Okay. I don't know anything about his music growth. Is he still making music? He is. His um, eighth album actually comes out in two days. Eighth album in two days? Uh-huh. We should have done this two days from now. I know. <laughs> Crazy. Okay. Uh-huh. And, yeah, I'm excited to maybe be persuaded differently <laughs> <laughs> about Jackie Jack. <laughs> well, I'll do what I can. Okay. Uh-huh. So... When did you first hear a Jack Johnson song? 
Can okay. you remember this? Is I, it vivid? Is it vivid? Um, so I was in middle school. I think I was 13. My friend Allie Van Sant loved Jack Johnson. She was like my music guru. And so she showed me Jack, and it was from his first album, which is Brush by Fairy Tales. But he was very much in line with, like, my rhythm of life those days. I went to the beach as much as possible. I loved acoustic music. I dreamed of being a professional surfer. First song I ever heard was Inaudible Melodies. And you brought Inaudible Melodies with you. you I do. Do you want to listen? Can I you listen? Love, I would okay. love to listen. Here we go. This vibe is so Jack. It's this so is Jack. I haven't this is I haven't heard the song, but I could pick out Jack. Mm-hmm. I know all the percussion. It's ridiculous. So take me through middle school, Rachel. What were you doing when you were listening to this? I was probably like drawing, watching movies. Making collages about the ocean. <laughs> or, um, like, playing basketball. Or playing basketball. <laughs> All at the same time. All at the same time. He's big on that bass. Yeah, he is. Is that a string bass? I think so. But it changes on different albums how much bass is on the song. Okay. This is... There's so much depth, I didn't want to dive into everything. Oh, this... Go. In the long run we have found, silent films are full of sound and audibly free. That just makes me contemplate for a long time. Okay, tell me... Let's let's go ahead and drop this. Okay. What what are you thinking with that lyric? And why why is it that lyric that's grabbing you? You know, I've actually been, like, perplexed about why that lyric grabs me so much, but since the first time I heard it, I'm like, this is, like, my lyric. And I think... You you recognize that lyric in middle school when you heard it? Uh-huh. Okay. I think that what I think it means, it might not mean this to Jack, but is that there's so much more to silent films than, like, you hearing something. Like, they're... There's so much depth going on, and there's so many other ways that you can retrieve what is going on that could kind of be sound or be life in places. Mm. And I think Jack is always, like, sometimes he has these songs where he just kind of, like, talks about life. Like, it's not like life is great, life is bad. Sometimes he just kind of calls things. But then I also feel like he has songs where he, he like, reaches for depths and things he looks for things in places he looks for connections that people might not see about culture or about he talks a lot about the environment in his songs or image and people's like hardship so I think for me it's always meant like there's there's more to life than can be like first discovered like there's more than the first Hmm. layer Hmm. and it can be full of life more than meets the eye yeah yeah Mm mm-hmm that's great. Mm-hmm. I think from that first album, once I really dug into that, I just kept listening to them as they came. So. And how often has he put out CDs? So he had one in 2003. That was his first? No, 2001 was his first. And then on 
oh, on one. and on came in 2003 and then 2005 in between dreams came out that was better when we're together uh-huh. okay so 2017 his eighth album is coming out it's been six years since he's released an album wow what's the hiatus um i think he's been doing a lot more activism and he's really been working a lot in he also is trying to spend more time with his family he's married with three kids or was yes. he married when he started he was making music he started playing like super early and he was writing songs when he still met when he met his girlfriend soon to be wife got it okay mm-hmm. and do they have children now yeah three three kids mm-hmm. but you don't there's like not a lot on them jack johnson plays a very low profile and so you don't really know that much about him would you he, is he the type of guy that you wouldn't recognize if you saw him on the street well i mean i, I mean, would probably would. <laughs> but, <laughs> i don't think everyone would i don't think i, I don't think no. i could pick him out yeah he's he's actually a pretty low-key kind of guy if you had five men in the lineup that were all wearing fedoras and flip-flops, I don't think I could pick them out. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of rides in the same musical vein as Jason Mraz to me. Is that accurate? Yeah, slightly. I feel like Jason Mraz sometimes gets a little bit more pop-oriented. Where Jack Johnson goes acoustic folk? Yeah. Okay. And I would say... Um, Island folk? He actually, I can make a second career of writing musical genres. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. So he actually does a lot with like a group of artists. They're, and he released his own recording company called Brushfire Records, which was created in 2002 because he wanted to start making music with his friend Emmett Mallory to put in surf films. They wanted to make the soundtracks for surf films and they wanted their own creativity and so they created this place in 2002. What are surf films? Like surfing documentaries or like, okay. I mean, maybe like films of professional surfers. Got it. Um, so not Blue Crush. Or yeah, anything. perhaps like not the Blue Crush world, but okay. you know. Not the Hollywood surfing. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Mixtapes. Um, so he does a lot with those and he chores a lot with G Love and Special Sauce. Nice. Yeah, so they are actually very good friends, and they tour a lot together. And so when I saw Jack for the first time, he was with G-Love, which was like, sent me over the moon. Sent you over the moon. Uh-huh. And there's like, I think six or seven artists together in that recording company. Okay. And so, are, are they still making surf music? Is that still the vision of the, the I brand? I don't think that that's still what they're doing. They've all kind of That's, that's pretty gone niche. On. It is. Yeah. Super niche. So I think they've all gone on and created their own albums and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, first album was in middle school, mm-hmm. Inaudible Memories. Mm-hmm. When did it grab you? When did you know that, oh, man, this guy is really something? Right away. Right away? Right away, I knew. Yeah. I listened to that whole album, and I'm a big lyrics person. So, I mean, I love the sound, acoustic, low-key, reminds me of the beach, but Jack Johnson has depth and a lot of creativity and a lot of intention in his lyrics. Um... He has this quote that he says in an interview. He's like, I have two kinds of songs. I have the song when I wake up and everything's perfect in the world and I'm so excited to write, which is often about his wife or love or his family. And then he says he has the songs that he has when he wakes up at 3 in the morning. He knows things aren't right with the world. And he kind of writes them out of this like need to just voice things that he doesn't feel are okay or voice pain or voice ways he 
wishes things could be different. And he says every song is one of those two types. Yeah. Okay. That's mm-hmm. kind of that's kind of real though. Yeah. Life makes life is really good in the morning mm-hmm. when nothing has happened. Yeah. When you wake up with your fam and you're in Hawaii and <laughs> you're just gonna go surf, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. How often do you listen to Jack Johnson now? Is he a daily guy? I he's definitely a weekly. I went through phases where like I didn't listen to him all the time. I would say. Like, when I was in England, I didn't really listen to him that much. That's, a, like, it was a weird hiatus year. But um, he used to be, like, one of the only people I listened to. And then now I listen to him every week. Now you listen to him every week. Uh-huh. Every Monday at 7 yeah. p.m. Yeah, it's exactly. Jack, Jack Hour. Mm-hmm. Describe the typical Jack Johnson fan. I, I'm just, I want to, because Jack Johnson is one of those artists where he makes music and I, I can... I don't know his songs per se, but when I hear it, I know it's a Jack Johnson song. Yeah. He has that kind of voice and that kind of sound, uh-huh. um, even if I've never heard it before. Right. But he's also, correct me if I'm wrong, one of those artists that has created this weird subculture of listeners. A Jack Johnson listener is a very specific type of listener to me. Yeah. And if you told me that you like Jack Johnson, I all of a sudden have a clue as to your musical taste, like a big clue. You're so immersed. No, I'm interested in, like, what you think that would be. Like, what comes to mind for, like, musical taste for a Jack Johnson fan? So I would say acoustic-y, more chilly, like the dark coffee shop kind of Mm. plucking. Um, Anything from Lowland Hum, Civil Wars, Mm. Jack Johnson on, like, a sunny day. Uh I don't know. That's where I would put somebody. Yeah. Okay. No, I think that is pretty accurate. I think there's, like two levels of fans okay um because when i like first heard him super popular in baltimore i mean everyone was listening to jack yeah um i wonder if that was the same as when our region got the jack bug probably yeah he was kind of like that person that you put on when you went to the beach that person that you like um in the summer when you're driving and the windows are rolled down you put on jack johnson you know kind of just that feel good music that's what that's what it was for us. Yeah, but and then and I was slightly stupid. Did you jam oh slightly stupid? Gosh, yes, <laughs> with like three eleven mixed in. <laughs> yeah, an OAR. An OAR. Oh little, my gosh, a little O-A-R. garnish of OAR. <laughs> Beach that was mixed a big tape. One. Oh my gosh. All um, still hold up, by the way. Yeah. All that music still holds up, and it's fifteen years old. I know it's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. So I would say there's kind of like your fan that like wears like you know colored shorts and like vineyard vines and like rainbows and like likes jack johnson um <laughs> i mean like that's what i picture I, when yeah, i picture a like jack a beach concert. bro yep yeah. corona corona in hand mm-hmm. yeah which my concert experience was a lot of that yes yeah i would say that's a lot of who he attracts but i think he also attracts people some people i know have like learned about him through his activism and then started listening to him so not necessarily the like for his vibe dove in but for like who he is and then dove in right so i think i like resent being identified with any of the bro community so i'm fighting this right now (laughs) but like that's real that's part of it Uh uh-huh he wouldn't be where he is if it weren't for the bro community it's true you know those colored shorts take you places they do but I'm curious. I would love to, like, visit Hawaii and see what his fan base is like in Hawaii. Because I think that that would be different. In what way? Um, 
before he started recording music, he was a professional surfer. And um, he's very good friends with a lot of professional surfers. Like Kelly Slater and him went on a surfing trip while he was recording his most recent album. And so he's really big in the surfing community, which is a little bit less bro-ish to me. I feel like bro-ish is like more preppy, like richer. And yeah. so I think he might have a little bit more like down-to-earth crowd in Hawaii. Hmm. Hmm. That should be on your bucket list as a Jack concert in Hawaii. Yes, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Or a private show in a coffee shop in Hawaii. I would sob. You would sob. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any favorite Jack Johnson songs? I do. And I was even, like, compiling a list before we met today, and it was so stupid long. And I was like, I like too many of these. So, huge fan, but I think... Can you pick three? Yes. Okay. Okay. Inaudible Melodies. Right, which we listened to earlier. Which we listened to. Um, Times Like These. That's a famous one, is it? Kind of. It had, like, some good... Peaks, I think. Okay. I think I like that for both sentimental and like musical reasons. I really connected with that song and it was one I listened to a lot, like throughout a lot of transition periods of my life. But it also sounds great. What do and you like about it musically? I like that it's just a very like low key rhythm. This is on his on and on album, which each of his albums like are all acoustic like folky but each of them have like a different level of like guitar or bass like sleep through the static is much more electric and so times like these is just very low-key kind of jack i feel like you're sitting in front of him and he's just playing for you on the beach telling you what he thinks about life all right let's go in okay times like these In times like those What will be will be And so it goes And it always goes on and on and on and on and on On and on and on and on and on it goes Been laughing, crying, birth and dying, boys and girls with hearts I think so much of the lore of Jack Johnson, it's not complicated musically. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. This, this sounds very accessible to me, especially if I'm a new, new guitar player or something like that. Yeah. He hits a stride, I think, lyrically, the layers that he uses. Mm-hmm. But so much of, I think, what it is that draws people to Jack Johnson is he seems like he could be somebody down the street playing this. Yes. You know? And he seems, I feel like it makes him seem so approachable. Hmm. Yeah, it's not It's not complicated. It's not, a, it doesn't feel like it's a big production. He would be doing this whether or not he was famous. Love that. And I love that about it. <laughs> love it. Love it. So, times like these. Great song title, by the way. 
Mm-hmm. And he brought in some maracas, which wasn't in an Audible Memories. No. The maracas yeah. are new. Okay, number three. This is so hard for me. I Think of it as less as three favorites and just more three highlights. Three highlights. Okay. We're going to do highlights. Then let's go with... So I'm looking at, um, I'm looking oh, at the... this one. I love this one. So yeah, this one is not necessarily a favorite, but it has joy. I was going to say radiating from it, but the song's called Radiate, so that's funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> it came at a time in life when I kind of was getting way back in a jack kick again because this album came out and I liked all of it, but Radiate... He actually wrote for his daughter, and he loved seeing his daughter, like, kind of become a person and find joy and um, watching her love life Hmm. a little bit. I just love it musically, but I also just think it's a very, like, inspiring song. And I think, like, the concept of light has always been important to me, and so I feel like wanting, I don't know, there's a way that I, like, connect with it and being like, people can radiate. And, like, it's a beautiful thing when someone is in a phase of life where they are radiating. Hmm. Even silent films. Even silent films radiate. Can radiate. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Let's jump into radiate. Uh-huh. Radiate or radiates? Radiate. Okay. Different vibe. Funky. You walk into the world you make. You lose yourself, but you you find your way. I'm gonna watch you radiate, 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 radiate. We turn so slow, I know it's hard to wait. But take your time, son. Are people dancing at the concert? Not really. People are kind of, I mean, swaying, swaying, I guess, a little bit. Like, moving with the rhythm. But I wouldn't say, like, jumping. Right. Doing anything like that. It's much more of a chill vibe. It was also pouring rain when I went to the concert. So, <laughs> maybe they would be a very chill dancing vibe. if it was sunny. Um... I think another thing that I like about this song, and I think kind of comes out of Jack's music too, is uh, like a, a permission to be, and like a permission to just um, call things for what they are, whether it's good or bad, and there's like a level of acceptance, not necessarily like this is okay, but acceptance and like we change when we can accept things first. And so he, he's also someone that's so for change, but I think he has come to this point where he, like, accepts things and he, like, wants to understand them, and then he finds out how he can inspire people to change. Hmm. I can get behind this song. Yeah, it's good. good. Also, I've never listened to an artist who talks about things going on in nature as much as Jack Johnson. Very descriptive of, like, things you wouldn't think to be right. about. 
Yeah, that's funny. When I think of art and nature, I often think of the written word. Mm-hmm. I don't think of the sung word very often. Mm-hmm. But why? Maybe I'm just listening to the wrong type of music. Jack talks about a lot. He talks about like solar power. He talks about the sun. He talks about climate change. He talks about the ocean. In his music. Yeah, has a lot. Like one of his songs is called "High Tide, Low Tide." Yeah, he loves he loves the earth, and it's been a big point of inspiration for him. Huh. All right. Yeah. So that's radiate. That's radiate. You've mentioned activism several times. Yeah. And. You mentioned that you wanted to come on to Jack Johnson and talk about Jack Johnson on the show. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about this, and okay. nor did I know that Jack Johnson is even an activist. <gasps> I'm picturing him taking his bro rainbow beach money <laughs> and going and living life in Hawaii and <laughs> living rich man's life. Which um, is like the opposite of what he does. Okay. Uh-huh. So tell me. So I think... Radiate me. <laughs> You're going to be radiating about Jack Johnson later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I'm a huge music fan. I love it. But I also love when I love who the artist is as a person. There's so much about Jack that I really like. Like, I like that he's really low-key. I know I said before, like, I think he would be doing this whether or not Mm -hmm. he was famous. He would be writing about this stuff. I love how he uses his platform. And so I think he has a really unique way to be an activist for a couple reasons. One, because he... I mean, he is a popular musician, so even people outside of Hawaii, like, know who he is. But within Hawaii, because he's an artist and a surfer, he has a good fan base. And he's really used that to talk a lot about protecting the environment and loving um, the earth. And he, like, is heartbroken over the fact that right now, like, when he gets up to surf, like, he can see trash, like, coming in the waves. And so his activism has kind of looked like a couple things. Really trying to reduce a lot of plastic use. It's looked like a lot of environmental education, so teaching kids at a young age about gardening, about healthy foods, um, setting up a lot of gardens, setting up curriculums. He is really for clean water and just community change so he started this foundation called the all at once foundation which has kind of been like a hub for a lot of his activism and the motto of it is one person's change multiplied by millions is global change and so he really believes that like even one person's actions make a difference and so that has carried into a lot of different things if you look up locally what he does He has two different foundations. One is for education, which I love um, because... That's the curriculum piece. Yeah, yeah. and trying to do a lot of community gardens. And it's led to schools in Hawaii um, having much more access to organic, healthy foods for kids, no matter if they can, like, afford it or not, if they would have no other way to access it. Mm. The schools now have access to it, and they're learning about how to take care of their bodies and take care of the environment. There's one um, elementary school that he's been connected with that I'm obsessed with because they're zero, they're a totally zero-waste school. You just really see from, like, the research that he does and the changes that he's making locally that this really makes a difference. Mm. Also, in 2008, I think he decided that he was going to do whatever he could to make all of his tours completely green 
Wow. And it's been like a huge, it's like made a huge mark. Like it's gotten a lot of attention. I think it's been great. So he really. What are some of the things he's done? Yeah. So he um, really encourages like carpool. They have bikes you can rent to like go into the concert. Um, They don't have any plastic straws available because plastic straws are actually one of like the biggest waste and harm to animals. They have reusable pint um, cups for drinking and all of their food is like catered and like totally compostable. Everything's compostable and they recycle everything. Wow. And they only allow like reusable water bottles and have stations all over the concert venues. And um, their tour vans and everything is biodiesel. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with him. <laughs> <laughs> that just came out. You're like, oh, that's spilled out. Yeah. That's spilled over. <laughs> He's so inspiring. Um, and he just made a documentary that came out called The Smog of the Sea, which is all about um, plastic and the ocean and how um, plastic is really harming a lot of ocean wildlife, trying to really raise awareness of it, which I think is good because I think one of the things that kind of caught me was just realizing that growing up, I really took for granted the fact that I could just throw everything away and didn't matter, I wouldn't see it again, but just this idea that there is no way. Yeah. And um, That's another episode of yeah, this with of Catherine the Entner. Oh, yes. So if Ten. you want to listen to more... <laughs> Go listen to Trash with Catherine. <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless plug for my own podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> so those are some highlights. Have you done any, any work with any of his foundations? Have you done anything directly with them, or has it just has inspired more of a lifestyle awareness for you? So I haven't done anything directly. I'm, like, signed up for their newsletters. But most of the stuff they do directly is locally in Hawaii. But they're also connected to two different organizations. One's called Surf Rider, and I'm connected to that chapter here in Massachusetts. They do a lot of beach cleanups and try and do a lot of advocacy for um, just really taking care of the ocean here and making sure the beaches are clean, recycling, stuff like that. And then... I just did a beach cleanup. It is insane how much you come up with. Yeah. It is insane to me. It's insane. But it, what's even more crazy is unless you're doing a beach cleanup, you're not really looking for trash. Right. You know, so so much of the beach experience is I see litter, but I'm training myself to assume that's a normal part of the beach, which is somewhat heartbreaking. Yeah, but you do. You kind of get used to you it. You get used to the trash everywhere. And you're used to someone else picking up the litter. Right. Which me too, you that's know, sad. until you are really more aware of it. Until you have gloves on and you're picking it up uh-huh. and you get and angry like as to how much is here. I'm like a freak. People are idiots. <laughs> I know. Just throwing this everywhere. <laughs> so you're gross. You're killing animals. <laughs> the whales are going to eat this. Um, <laughs> the whales. Are gonna eat. It's always the whales. <laughs> it's always the whales. They're the mascot of beach cleanups. <laughs> um, and then just like. There's an organization that I'm blanking on the name, but I can look it up. But they do a lot with education for schools, and you can sign a petition to, like, help encourage schools in Massachusetts, like, across the board, not just, like, private schools or wealthier schools, hmm. to have community gardens and access to organic healthy foods. Wow. Mm-hmm. And in a weird roundabout way, this is all connected to Jack Johnson. And it is. 
you know and I'm doing I'm like helping at a community garden in Marblehead and we take all our proceeds to the homeless shelter you know and I think it just really does it like inspires you to think about the people that don't have access to the things you have access to and ways you can contribute to like love the earth and love other people hmm. that's pretty that's pretty legit I won't yeah. lie <laughs> so I think what I respect out of that mm-hmm. is this is a musical artist who is using his platform like you said mm-hmm. to do something that he's passionate for but he's also not trying to be anything more than what he is yes you know this is somebody who hearing about him understands his position in society Mm-hmm. But he also understands his position that he doesn't have in society. Like, maybe we'll see Jack Johnson politician down the road or something. But I'm saying he knows that he's not a politician, but he's still doing what he can. Yeah. That's encouraging to mm-hmm. me. And instead of instead of trying to grab more platforms or, like, the bigger next the next bigger platform. Yeah. Like, what am I already in? Yeah, where am I already? And how can I, like, make this extend so much farther than myself? Mm-hmm. And, like, even at um, his concerts, he has, like, photo booths for people to, like, um, make commitments to do certain things, whether it's, like, decrease their plastic use or compost or start a garden or this, and, like, wants them to, like, capture their commitment. And so, like, on his website, you'll see, like, so many fans of, like, a range of ages, like, capturing their commitments and then has, like, followed up with them. And there's on his website, there's like statistics of like what people have done in response to being at his concerts on tour. It's amazing. Yeah. And yeah, I just love it because he's not just in it for the fame. He loves music. He loves writing. He loves surfing. And he thinks his like, I think he values the role of a voice as a musician um, lyrically. I think his songs are getting like a little bit more political as he as he's releasing them but which which songs aren't right now yeah you know yeah albums are coming out in the trump era talk about using your platform if you dissent that's the place to do it yeah so i think he has a really wide vision and it is so much greater than himself do you have any uh jack johnson song to close us out with oh what should we close it out with yeah let's let's get a closer let's get a closer um Okay, so I'm going to close with this one not because it's such a classic that everyone knows. And it's also the song I listened to, weirdly, a lot when I wrote my research paper on Jack <laughs> in my freshman year of college. Which we didn't talk about your research paper on Jack. Just did. let the record show that you wrote a research paper on that Jack Johnson. What year was that? 2009. What grade were you in? I was a freshman in college, spring semester. Jack Johnson research paper, freshman girl, American. (laughs) All about the environment and Jack Johnson. Okay, take us out. All right, here we go. Banana pancakes. Banana pancakes. Well, can't you see that it's just rain? Ain't no need to go outside. But baby, I don't think I've ever made it this far in this song. Really? Yeah. I made some progress. You made some progress. 30 more seconds on banana pancakes awarded to you. <laughs> <laughs>
Is this like his encore song? Mm, not really. It's a long one, though. I think Better Together or Do You Remember is more of an encore song. Got it. Mm-hmm. On this album, at least. Also, you should listen to My Mind is for Sale. I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't really want to get political in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> How about that sentence? Yeah. I did. I will get fired up even no, yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. I needed to like channel my energy. But very much like against a lot of like things that Trump is doing, but not in a way that's like I mean some of it's like more explicit. He doesn't talk about Trump, but just like talking about like what's happening to our country and like our minds and like how we're being impacted and just what song is this? This one's called Good People. Okay, let's go on, sorry. Um, he talks a lot about, I don't like this, like, us and them mentality. And just really, like, a fight for unity. Mm. Um, and how much he sees I've been changing the channels, I don't see them on the TV show. I just love it. And the, the title, too, like, My Mind is for Sale. You're like, yeah. you know, that's about, like, the political arena. Yeah, that consumerism. Like, this song is literally, like, where did all the good people go? You know, like, he's not afraid to, like... Yeah, this is that album, My Mind is for Sale. No, 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 this is on In Between Dreams. Okay. But My Mind is for Sale is on his new album. It's not a single single. Oh, it's a single, okay. Mm-hmm. On the album that's coming out on Friday. Also, my grandmother always called the TV, the boob tube, so I always felt... I always love this song. <gasps> Another thing I didn't say, that's fine. He has this whole entire album. He did the um, soundtrack for Curious George. So wow. that was a trip for me being like a college student, like putting the Curious George soundtrack on yeah. repeat. But there's one called the three R's and it's literally all about reduce, reuse, recycle. He's love my it. favorite. Rachel, yeah. thanks for coming on. Yeah. This was great. Thank you for having me. And uh, continue to jack. Jack yeah. hard. You know what? I don't think it'll be a problem. So far away, but I can feel the Thanks for listening to another episode of My Obsession. Thank you to Rachel for coming on. Thank you for Dane Street Beach for giving us a picnic table to sit in. If you enjoyed this conversation, it'd be a huge help to me and to others if you'd rate and review this show in iTunes. That really does go a long way. Finally, I want to talk about your obsession with you. If you'd like to appear on the show, or if you know somebody who would want to appear on the show, you can email me at myobsessionpodcast at gmail.com. My Obsession is produced by me, and all guests' opinions are their own. The music at the beginning of the episode is provided by State Shirt, uh, and Jack Johnson has been featured throughout. My name is Marcus Privet. Thanks for listening.